to Sword and Board. I'm Luke. And I'm Lars. This is two guys talking about every fantasy film ever made. Lars, how are you doing today? I am great. I am great. We uh, decorated our tree last night. The kids tried to help and everything that they did. So they basically put every ornament at eye level to them. So it was just all at the bottom branch. So we had to fix that later. So, so but, the bottom uh, branch looked amazing. Bottom bottom branches looked incredible. The rest of the tree, not so much. <laughs> Things are good. We uh, we're gearing up for me turning thirty five next week. Yikes! Uh, yep, that's a that is an old age. Um, but uh, how, Tell you uh, what, how are... <laughs> we made it past twenty seven? You know, that's, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. What about you? How how are things going with you? Things are going well. We're in the middle of downsizing a lot because we're probably going to be moving soon. Our uh, our lease is up in the end of January, so we're going to be moving on. We're still figuring that one out, but we're doing well. We are doing well. Finished Gotham on Netflix. That was our big, exciting thing. I don't understand why people don't like that show. Other than that, I'm good. Great. Yeah, I'm a very Great. boring human being. I haven't right. baked anything lately. I, I saw, wow. Yeah, I saw a thing Twitter the other day of if any of your friends has gotten really into baking bread by hand, uh, that means that they're, you know, clinically depressed. And a friend of mine, you know, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm just out of flour. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't that just a, a perfect encapsulation of, of a depressed state is that, no, I'm just out of flour. Yeah. <laughs> so these movies, so last time we watched two stinkers. Two, That's being charitable. Yeah, two awful movies. So does this go around, we went the other route and we went for like two pretty big budget, good, you know, movies, movies good movies. I let's start with yours. I was actually going to say the other way around because I don't think I'm going to be able to stop talking about this as easily. Well, we're going to need to because I don't have a lot of time today. Okay, but, um, I, know, I know. Okay, we'll we'll talk about the mine first. Okay. Um, I I went first last week as well. So yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, I picked Bright. Um, Bright was um, the 2017 movie that was direct to Netflix. It was kind of the 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 first really big one of yeah. theirs that went that went to direct to Netflix. I mean. Will Smith, Joel Edgerton, <laughs> um, a bunch of character actors, a bunch of character actors. I mean, it was directed by David Ayer, who also did Suicide Squad. He got his, you know, start from um, I believe it was writing Training Day. Yeah, was, that was he. He that was his original script. It, this movie was written by Max Landis. I mean, this is a movie that like had money it, behind it. Had money behind it. Had talent behind it. It got savaged by critics. with reviews by critics. I liked it. Yeah, I thought this was good. So it, it's basically it is training day, basically. So Will Smith is a cop, and he has a partner, and the partner and him don't get along, and they have a series of misadventures, and they learn come to together like at the other. end, and they learn to like each other. The end. Only his partner is an orc and in this world it's basically like if lord of the rings progressed technologically like history yeah. you know like, like like it happened in history so it, it you know people drive around in cars they shoot guns they work on computers they have it's like a technological world but there's magic and there's orcs and, and there's centaurs and centaurs and, and there's and there's like little sprites mm -hmm. or there are they are fairies. like there's goblins or fairies um, there's dwarves, there's dragons, um, there's all this kind of stuff. It's like the it, that world of Lord of the Rings, and again, this is not saying it, it's parroting Lord of the Rings, but that fantasy world, yeah, a standard uh, that fantasy, fantasy time world period, is mapped onto the real world. 
And right. Like it, 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 you could almost see like what this would would have been really great if they had a, like a credits montage of like, they, like you actually saw the battle that they referenced. Like one of the, mm-hmm. the characters references, like I killed my family killed your kind on the plains of blah, 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 blah. If it showed like orcs in the industrial revolution yeah. and like, you know, the, that the would have done, done wonders for me. Like I, I actually really enjoy this and I think it's really fun. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's my kind of it's it speaks exactly to me because it's the yep. it's urban fantasy and I really mm-hmm. appreciate that. Yeah, I, I just wish some of the things that I wish is I wish that it had more. It, it understood some of the questions it was un- unintentionally asking. Like there's that line about how they still get blamed for the Alamo. Like, well, we know that the Alamo happened. And we know that that implies this, which that implies that. Mm-hmm. And there's all these other little kind of questions that happened like the world's the same there's no real new things that happened except it's just orcs. that that orcs and elves and centaurs and all of them live here i think i remember talking with you when it for, we for, we watched it when it first came yeah, out me too we were talking about it and they had that shot of the dragon <laughs> like against against yeah, the, the, uh, moon. the moon it's a cool shot but you and i both thought well, they've just introduced an apex predator to the third the, largest and, and, metropolitan area in North America, and they never talk about it. They never talk about, oh, well, good thing we have this dragon repellent that we've invented, and it keeps them at bay. It's just, oh no, there's a fire breathing dragon that could potentially just swoop like, where's in that, and, where's and that I snatch you. Where's that, you know, Chopper Five report of you know, dragon right? The attack. dragons. Yes, exactly, exactly. Again, standard plot, you know, where. Basically, like magical wands are very rare, mm-hmm. and they find one right. Like yeah. and and basically only bright, so people with magical powers can wield them. Mm-hmm. So it basically is a wand is found, and everybody's trying to get it. Right. Like you know, there, there's like corrupt cops that are trying to get it, and like Will Smith basically like has to make a choice and stand up for his partner and you know very overt racism discussions where you know the orcs are basically they're the african-americans of this well, world there's that and then there's also so many like weird coded like they also seem kind of vaguely jewish coded as well yeah very kind of anti-semitic because because yep. jacoby is actually a, a, a jewish name right yeah um, but there's also like yeah no and it's it's something that i thought and i have been thinking about this because i do really enjoy this what I think might have made a stronger film is that if they had done straight the the training day montage where they're finding the magic wand, or they had done just the the Dark Lord montage, them coming back. If mm. they had just had it be a magic wand that people were fighting over, that might have been a little bit stronger. Or if they had done the Dark Lords coming back, yeah. instead they tried to weave it together into two two things. They they tried to do yeah, and I th- I think what happened is like this is such a neat idea, right? And, like this yeah, is, this I think is this a great had idea. Several writers on it. It was a neat idea, and it, it almost it's like they got too excited about it. Yep. Like, oh, we got this really great idea. We're gonna shove all this stuff in, and then they forgot to start narrowing that down, and, right? And, like and just, realizing what they're saying and, and things ex- like that. Right, right, right. Once again, Will Smith, he is a charm, charming man. Yes. <laughs> and even when he is playing a grizzled, I mean, because he's kind of against type in here, right? Yeah. Like he's not he's not the fun loving getting jiggy with it no, kind of guy no, this is, no, in this. this is like he has two characters he has he has the getting jiggy with it and he has this guy because he has this got, guy you've got right. like Aladdin and all of his fun movies and then you've got his military hard characters that are still kind of funny and charming but like but still got an edge to him and and yeah I just I, this was I don't know why it was 
lambasted as much as it was because this was a very entertaining movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was it was a lot of fun. There's a lot of great set pieces in it. Uh, There's a lot of great action. I mean, Will Smith ex- and, and Joel Edgerton's chemistry is incredible. Yeah, they're they, so they, good. Yeah, it absolutely. looks great. It looks really great. I mean, this is it was very surprising that it was a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, there all the and again all the little things that like. You know, the, when you go into, like, the elf mm-hmm. town and everything's just beautiful and they're all riding Lamborghinis and it's, like... I would have liked to have... It, like, I, I'm i more and more thinking that I just want more out of my... Like, I want longer bits of fiction and I would love to have seen this as a television series. Like, if they had done this as almost... I mean, you would have only gotten, like, six episodes before the joke would run out, but if they had done Cops but this universe... Yeah, no, I, you're, you're right. And I think that this is... It's a case of this is such a big idea. You know, it's it's such a fun idea and this is, this is a... This is an idea made for long-form television. Yeah. Right? I mean, this is, this is an idea that it could have lasted a Netflix season. Mm-hmm. You know, like a 10-episode thing where you could tell some of these bigger things. You could kind of expand on these these bigger ideas that I was trying to say, but you couldn't wrap them all up in two hours. Right, 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 right. Which is my complaint with the other movie we're going to talk about. (laughs) Um, So it's funny. You know, we we go on and on and on about the really bad ones. I can't go on too much more about this one. No, me either. It was just... This was just a solid movie. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's not. It's not one of those that I'll just. I'll just put it on in the background. No, like you'll you'll what? actively watch this. This is really good. I thought it was really. It was. It was really funny because it came out at the, towards the end of the year uh, in 2017. They, yeah. Uh, Netflix has all those Yule logs video. Yule log videos. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's a bright themed Yule log, but it's it's a literal du- like dumpster that's lit on fire. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, and it's just it's just one of those weird little side notes that that people bring yeah. up every, every time they I hear people talk about this they talk about that immediately beforehand like right yep it's a dumpster fire yeah. no I it, I enjoy it, this it. was I I think this was a great one so yeah. I, it's gonna it's gonna go high on the list in, in my opinion yeah let's talk about yours now okay so even more than than Van Helsing I don't understand why you don't like this so my, it's not that I don't like it it's not that I don't like it okay, okay. It, it's just all right, so my pick for this episode, I have been holding off for a while because it's, as I said before, I don't know how I can stop talking about it, but uh, mine is Excalibur. John Borman's Excalibur from 1981, I believe is what it is. Yep. This is genius, and I don't think we get any other film on this list save Python and Prince Valiant without Excalibur, and here's why. So Wait, 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 what do you mean? I mean, I think every film on this list is fundamentally influenced by Excalibur. I mean, this every, movie? Every, yeah, every movie on this list, save Prince Valiant, because it came out in 55, and um, uh, Python, which came out in the 70s. Every, and The Weird Man, which is Chinese. Yeah, okay. So there's there's those three. Um, I don't see how you get bright from this. Look, I Okay, just go on. Yeah, I'm trying. You're, 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 you're going you're gonna to gush and gush, and I, I'm just going right, to let so, it go. So you go ahead. All right, so this is probably the only good King Arthur movie. Save Sword in the Stone. And we brought up when we were talking about Robin Hood that we don't need to see Robin Hood origin. The best re- the best Robin Hood is the the animated one because he's already being being Robin. It, 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 yeah, it, it drops you in the middle of the story where he's already Robin Hood. Yes. Okay. So King Arthur has the opposite problem. You can't drop into an Arthur story midway through. You have to start at the beginning for it to make sense. And this is one of, if not the only one, that does this. And it's certainly the one that does it the 
best. There's also a lot of symbolism and allegory going on in the background to tie into that. This is almost baby's first symbolism. And for that, I'm always going to love that. My love of filmmaking probably comes from this because it was my first foray into this style of filmmaking where how does John Borman show that it's the Dark Ages and that things kind of suck. There are knights in armor literally hitting each other. They're all in black and it's at night and everything's lit by fire. That's the Dark Ages. How do we show that things are, are progressing? The armor stops being flat and it starts being a little bit more gleaming, a little bit more shining until we meet Lancelot, who's a literal knight in shining armor. And that starts the age of Camelot and the age of heroes because after that mm -hmm. point, they're all in shining armor. The world has changed for the better because of what Merlin taught Arthur, that the land and the king are one. When you prosper, the land prospers. When the land prosper, you prosper, which was what comes up later on in the movie. There's so much baked in beauty of it and you mentioned to me when we were talking about this before that you have to know a lot about Arthur and the uh, Once and Future King and, and Mort D'Artor. You don't? Yeah, you do. Because it's all it's all he strips away a lot of the of the fat and combines a lot of the the bigger stories into this he does it in a way that doesn't make you care that that's my I problem. disagree entirely I, 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 well, well then we're gonna we're gonna be at loggerheads with this lucas because i consider myself i know the arthur stories i consider myself okay. pretty well versed in it i'm not i did not as well versed as you are but i know him we'd never understand if you just went through from this movie just went from this movie and forget about all the other stuff that you know about arthur i don't see why arthur's good i don't i see he pulled a sword from a stone there's no reasoning behind like why that person like, what makes that person great he starts around table okay he like i don't know i just there's nothing about what who arthur is that makes him in this movie at least makes me care about him and then everything is so quick and like jumbled it, it, in my mind that, and I know that there's so many stories to tell from Arthur. Like it's not just the sword and the stone. There's the Lancelot and Guinevere. There's Mordred, there's Morgana, the Grail. There's there's big stories in Arthur. It, when you're trying to condense everything so quickly, it just, for me, nothing landed because I wasn't given enough time to care about people. I, I didn't see Arthur becoming Lancelot's best friend. Well, you're... I didn't. I didn't see it. You know. I don't. I'm not watching it happen. So uh, it's just. There's. A, I. I. It's part of the show. Don't tell thing. And I'll. I'll say that there are. That it does move a little bit faster than a lot of this stuff. Than a lot. Than a lot of film. But it's also we're looking at at something thirty years, almost forty years later. There's a lot of film language used in this. And you, you said like you don't under, you, you said that you didn't understand how well is it just love at first sight for Arthur and Guinevere and no there's there's the glances which mean things because you don't have the time to show in film there's yes you the, do <laughs> yes you do if you didn't try to cram everything in that's that's part of the thing that I why was, was it to called say Excalibur why is the movie called Excalibur when that's not the central thrust of the movie. It's the the de facto book ending of the movie is this is the sword. Basically, the, the the plot of the film and the story of Arthur is the story of Excalibur in the sense that it begins with Mor with Merlin calling the Lady of the Lake to pull the sword out, and then it ends with Percival throwing it back in the lake and and the lady taking it back. There's still a little bit after those points, mm -hmm. but that's the that's the the beginning and the end of of the story. You've got the prologue with the Dark Ages, and then Merlin gets the sword, and that's when the story proper starts. And then you've got the the epilogue where, where Arthur's story continues because Arthur is a Christ figure because like in almost a, in an almost literal sense unknown parentage 
he is you know too good for this this world he helps the people around him and then he dies and he is he will come back eventually that's the that's the crux of him riding off with the weird sisters at the end Mm -hmm. i don't see how things are crammed in because you've got three stories You've got three stories. You've got three stories in the prologue. You've got Uther and his. You've got Uther and the the birth of Arthur. You've got the founding of the Round Table. The building the of Camelot. The the, the yeah. ring of Camelot. You've got Guinevere and Lancelot, and then you've got the Holy Grail and Mordred. Those are your three stories, and it's broken up that way because otherwise you don't get the complete story. You don't get a a story of Arthur. It's part of why First Night sucks because it's at the end of Arthur's life, and it's just just the Lancelot and Guinevere stuff. It's why, while I unabashedly love that Guy Ritchie King Arthur movie from a couple of years ago I, that was I came out at the same time, I didn't see it. It's it's kind of dumb, but it's great. Yeah, it that's just an origin story of Arthur, and it doesn't leave a whole lot of impact. Partly because it it came out in a weird time. The King Arthur one with Clive Owen that wasn't great because it does a Batman Begins thing and it strips away a lot of the mystery, and it also focuses on kind of Arthur at the end. You have to have the progression from the I, land I, sucks, I, the I, land's better, I the underst- land will return. I understand that. When I say crammed in, it's for me, I wasn't given time with these people. It was just stuff flashing. It was really pretty to look at. It, film-wise, this is inc- like like technical things, incredible. The music, phenomenal. It's beautiful to look at. The costumes are great. The action's well set up. Like all of it, it look. It is. It is a wonderful looking movie. I am not given enough time. We jump from Arthur, little baby, to he's there with um. Kit? No. No, it's it's K. It's, K, it's K, Hector K, K. Yeah, Hector K. We're not shown that he's like a bumbling squire. We don't see see any anything. We're of, literally shown that he's a bumbling squire. We don't see why he's good. We don't see him his goodness. He's just a he's a bumbling squire. Okay, I'll give you that. He's not good. You don't. Or we we don't see that he's good. We know that he is because he's Arthur and he pulls a sword from the stone. And then we know that. But and then he jumps. There's just a lot of stuff that jumps, and we're not given enough time with the characters, and that's why I say it's crammed in, because, yes, you're telling all these stories, but I have to have people I care about, and if you're doing this really big budget telling of these stories, you have incredible characters to talk about. They're, they're cardboard cutouts. Well, they're, they're metal cutouts, because they're all wearing armor. That, that, that was my problem with it. Again, I, I understand why you like it, and I understand why other people like it. My big hang-up was that I never got a sense of the characters, and I never really, they never really grabbed me. The only one that, like, actually, yeah, I mean, Merlin's interesting. I just, I, I never really got connected with them, and because of that, because it's such a fantastical world, if I'm not connected with anybody, I'm just watching stuff happen. That's okay. all. That's I, all. I, I will, That's it. I can, I can see that. The weirder thing that I... It's such a weird-looking movie, and you're right about that. Oh, yeah. It's, be- it's beautiful. Yes. Um, the thing that always stuck with me my entire... Because I've been watching this since... I was in middle school since before I was in middle school. I've loved this movie since then. Was this the first time you've seen it? Yeah. Like all the yeah. way through. Yeah. Okay. Something I've noticed every time I watch this is there's just a whole lot of neck in this movie. Every costume just shows so much friggin' neck. Yeah. And it's it is a little it is a weird choice. Very weird. We see around Arthur a lot of the time. We see around things about him. The only the only things you see about him that are good are that he's brave and that he's kind and that he tries to be better sometimes. 
Um, yeah. Because you don't need to see the thir- from baby to 16, 17. You don't need to however. see. You don't need to see all that, but you need to give me why. Why was he able to pull the sword? Well, that that's just that's magic. No, that's not good enough. <laughs> that's not good enough. That's a, that's literally. I, I, <laughs> it's oh. not. That's not good enough. Uh, you gotta tell me. You gotta tell if he's this, the the king that made the land good. Why? Well, that's at the end of it. Like he is at the end of the movie when he goes to Guinevere in the convent, mm-hmm. and he talks about how he's not meant to be the thing of men. He's meant to be the stuff of future legend. That he realized all of his failings because, again, Christ allegory. Mm-hmm. Um, he realizes his failings. He says that I'm supposed to be legend. I'm supposed to be this thing to tell other people the aspirational ideal of things. Mm-hmm. That if I came to you not, you know, when this is over and I survive, if I came to you not as a king, not as a legend, but as a man, would you have me back? It's the it's the last temptation of Christ again. It's mm-hmm. the moment of I want to be a guy and I don't get to be that. And then he rides off after Guinevere hands him Excalibur. He rides off, and he's like, oh, Fortuna plays, and th- this movie is why oh, Fortuna is a thing in popular culture. Yeah. He rides off, and you see the, le- like, you said it was weird hearing oh, Fortuna in a... In a- it's not an epic. It, it, they're running through, like, a, a fields of, like, I don't know yeah, what kind well, of trees it, they then, are, but, but it's just... But then you see it, like, you see the land come back because he's regained part of himself. He has regained that moment of it. And okay. that's part, that's the thing. That's It's a literal visual metaphor of like, oh, the land's coming back because Arthur has accepted who he is and that Arthur is becoming what he once was. That's Because why... I don't care about him, I don't care about that. Okay. <laughs> so that's, that's, I mean, again, we're, gonna, we're at loggerheads, but that's, yeah. I'll talk about the things I like. Her- Helen Mirren. Helen She's Merlin was good. John, I like that. I liked your your note. So John Luke Picard's in it, not actual Captain Picard, yeah. but Patrick Stewart, and and he still doesn't have hair. And you yeah. you, you said perfectly that in the twenty third century they don't care if he has that's hair. What Rob, <laughs> that's what that's what Mary said. No, absolutely no. You're, that was that was absolutely right. I love the the aside. Okay, so I said that, that we don't get any of the movies on this list without without Excalibur. Yeah, to the point where John Borman was trying to make Lord of the Rings. That's, that is mm-hmm. a fundamentally verifiable fact that he was trying to make a Lord of the Rings movie mm-hmm. and he couldn't. Right. So he went with this and he he, he kind of talked about it a little bit in the movie when they show up at at the top of the mountain they say that the wars are over. Mm-hmm. And he says that the, you know, Merlin says, you know, it's the doom of men that they forget and and Arthur says, "Your Merlin, your wisdom's forged forged this great ring and that henceforth we will come together in, cir- in a circle. I'll build a table where this fellowship will meet." Yeah. You don't get Lord of the Rings as a, a viable fantasy film without this because that movie this movie's still in the background of everyone's mind when people talk about fantasy. You don't get bright because you don't have Lord of the Rings. You don't get Pirates of the Caribbean becomes a much stripped down thing. Fantasy as a genre doesn't exist in the same film way as without Excalibur. Did this do well? Was this a big hit? I don't th- I actually think it went did okay. See, so then that's why I'm thinking that I don't think this is in everyone's mind like you're saying. I don't think it's in everyone's mind, but it's in every filmmaker's mind. Okay. That that, that there's like there, there it's a lot of different I mean, I I, get, I I understand what you're saying, but there are a lot of I mean, MST didn't do well until recently, but we all remember that. Like <laughs> some of it, okay, I I I did I it was what I was like hey that's neat he mentions Valiant yeah at the like you know oh Valiant you're here it's like oh cool I forgot that he was in a Night of the Round Table and that was in the the movie that we watched 
Mm-hmm. Let's put Bright somewhere first. Okay. But well, that one we can at least agree upon. All right, we I'm like that one. Right, I'm so, looking at it right now. I think Bright is probably better than... Honestly, I think Bright's probably better than Dragonheart. Yeah, I would agree. Okay. Above Dragonheart, Dragonheart's is at 11. At 10 is Prince Valiant. 10 is Prince... Valiant. Okay. Above Dragonheart's Prince Valiant. I'd put it probably in between there. Yeah, I think I would too. That works for me. Okay. So that's... That, there. Now we've, now the easy part's done. Yeah, right. There we go. <laughs> so the thing is, for me, I would put this above Return of the King. It's, it's for, not, it's not going to go visual above me, that. On this audio medium, my brother is shaking his head. <laughs> yeah, no. No. I can't, I can't, I can't put it there, bud. So okay. I don't, I don't know. This is, this will be the first one that we actually argue about. Cause I, yeah. it was better than Beowulf. Okay. I, I did. I, I, again, is, is a, a visual movie. It's got interesting characters somewhat. It's got cool looking costumes. It tells a lot of stories. I, I get why you like it. It just fell flat for me, but I still think it's better than Beowulf. Okay, I, I agree that it's better than Beowulf. I, I, as I said, I'm looking at our, our thing here. Yeah, the only ones that we don't get without this are the weird man. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. That does. I, it, it, I, we, this this movie. Like we're just looking at this movie. And I and I legitimately say it's better. Than, okay. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's better than Beowulf. I think it's better than Pirates. For fantasy, yes. Okay, and for fantasy as well, I think it's better than Time Bandits because I, Time Bandits, huh? <laughs> you don't think so? I don't think it's better than Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm just I'm humoring you at this point. <laughs> I um, it is not better than Stardust. I'm sorry, Stardust. That is a near perfect movie for me. It, it's it's not going to go any higher for me than than number three. But that's just me. I mean, <laughs> I this is you know I, you know how, how do, what are the rules for this? How do we come down? Because we've done pretty good about. Yeah, you know, they all kind of yeah, you know, they, they they all kind of shake out to where I mean, I don't think there's any of them that we've like, you know, we haven't put a movie at number 4. Like you said number 4 and I'm like, "Oh, it's the worst freaking movie we've seen." Now, like they're all yeah, yeah. pretty pretty in there. You know, it, it all kind of I mean, they the the bad ones are the easy ones. Yeah, no, <laughs> that, that, that is that, actually That's nice. just that's just <laughs> put it down <laughs> <at> the bottom. <laughs> um, but even like the these these much better ones. We've done a pretty good job of like eh. explaining why they why Ex- we think that one explaining, is better than another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, I and I've and I've been in agreement with all of them. I just yeah. this this one it was a beautiful mess in that w- way. Time Bandits is a messy movie. Yes, Stardust I, isn't a messy movie. I I can and I will actually say that too. I just think that a lot of the I, I think a lot of the credit of this movie is the. I mean, we get O-Fortuna into, into popular consciousness. I think a lot of film it influenced a lot of the people who watched these movies and made these movies. I great. think it's I think it's great. <sighs> Fine, it's going at three, but I still think you're wrong. <laughs> no, I, I and I I understand. You're making valid points. I get that. And if this was just like a, a historical discussion of film, yeah, this is a very influential movie. This Roger is not what Ebert that's not even, what this discussion. Okay, this Roger discussion Ebert is movies. even called it a a wondrous vision and a mess. Okay, <laughs> perfect. I'm aping off of Ebert then, but that's like it, it in, in my just in looking back at this, I, I'll watch this again. That's a, that's another test of it that I want to watch this again. It was good. I'll watch it. It just, and maybe it'll grow on me even more. I just, 
Yeah. Because so. I, I have se- I, I have watched this I don't know how many times. Mm-hmm. I have seen this at least once a year every year since I've been, since I was twelve. Wow. Okay. I won't watch I, it that much. Huh? <laughs> I might oh, watch I, it that I, many well, times. Yeah, I know you. You know the heat <laughs> death of the universe and all. Right. Um, so I have I have seen it's. I loved it as a kid. I saw its flaws in the middle of it, and I'm coming back as an adult who who I've realized that I actually enjoy things. And I'm not saying you don't, but I, I want to enjoy things, and I don't like being... I don't like this idea of That's adult. baloney, number one. <laughs> that is absolutely... I'm going to call Oscar Mayer on that. <laughs> um, no way that that is your outlook on life, one. But that I <laughs> that you you try you actively try to find joy in anything, um, <laughs> maybe in bread, but that's about it, <laughs> or or your jams and preserves. Um, <laughs> um, it's a, okay, well you you don't. It's a long story. Uh, but um, no, no, but no, I I I get what you're saying, and and again, I'm not trying to yuck your yum. Okay. Does that make sense? I'm not trying yes, to yuck does. your yum because again, I can I can completely see its pros. I just I think I have more cons to it, but it doesn't mean that. And, and I think that's it's, it. It's, that's all. Like the thing the thing that I thought is that like Borman understands King Arthur better than any other filmmaker who's tried to do it, and I think. Well, what because, about that NBC Merlin miniseries with Sam Neill? Okay, that's <laughs> one. That's okay. <laughs> it is, and that's okay. And two. That's a mini series, and he's he's know, allowed I'm, more I'm, time. I know. I'm just there. We go. That's it. There we go. That that you. If this movie had been like a two parter, or this movie had been allowed Some, to a be a three hour long epic, you probably would have been able to have those little character moments more. That's that's the one. Like you you change that, and you give me more of those kind of things. Where I really understand why Percival is who he is, and why Gwen who is who he is, and Galahad, and all these people. Why I get that, then. Number one, yeah, I, absolutely for me. I, I, I get. I, I, from what I understand, there might actually be a longer cut of this movie. Jesus I would Christ! Love, I, I would love to watch that. I, I just yeah. Um, oh, yeah. we didn't talk about one thing that that still sticks in. Like, there's a lot of things in this movie. So there's a part, and I think it's I think it's Uther. Okay. He he jumps off of the castle. Okay. So 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 Uther is Arthur's dad. He was dressed up by Merlin by magic to impersonate his rival so that way he could go sleep with his rival's wife because mm-hmm. he he saw her at a party and thought oh we had a bunch of peaceful years but fuck that i'm gonna i want to be in her he jumps off of a castle onto a guy on horseback no that's Uns- no that that's who was arthur it? and the, that's arthur and that's when he's attacking um when when leon de grant says peace that's 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 attack. right that's right okay so arthur leaps from a castle tackles a guy off horseback they both fall into a river and then the horse falls on him i didn't see the horse fall yeah it, or something falls like directly on where he just splashed it was a stupid little thing but well, i was watching see, it i had to like rewind it like wait a minute now here's here's the thing that <laughs> I, I know now wait a minute. i'm thinking about this from the opposite direction as you because that scene also always bothered me as a kid. Because he jumps off the cla- the castle in the the one shot, and then the next shot he clearly jumps in from the side. Yeah, and I get it because that's that's you can't you can't you can't the guy actually off the le- right. Yeah, It'd be a really short movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, man, we didn't think this one through. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then Nigel Terry, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> we had to bury we had to bury the guy playing Arthur. Right. 
<laughs> so, you know, it was, uh, it was a, a unique interpretation of Arthur where halfway through the movie they completely changed the actor. Um, but, all right, so I that was contentious, I know. Um, luckily, in the grand scheme of things... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, but no, I think it was very refreshing, Lucas, to actually want to come talk to you today. Yes. As opposed to last week where, ugh, not that I don't want to talk to you, but I don't want to talk about these stupid movies sometimes because yeah. they're terrible. And it was like, oh, no, these are these are worth these are talking good. about. These are good. These are good movies. We should keep up with that. <laughs> you know, this is our project. We could do whatever we want. We could just watch good ones, right? Yeah, exactly. We'll have to find them first. Yeah, there's a lot of crap. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that we thought would be good that was not. Looking at you, Season of the Witch. Um, yeah, yikes. Lucas, where can people find us? They can find us on Twitter at Sword in Boardcast and now on Instagram at Sword in Boardcast. Ooh, what are you Instagramming? Literally nothing right now. I was gonna say, how do you Instagram a podcast? <laughs> I'm I'm probably I've got an idea for that. But uh just like microphones and headphones. <laughs> 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 just <laughs> or you you could like Instagram like the like decibel levels going up. <laughs> um, All right, awesome. Well, thanks again, everybody. Um, go watch these movies. Like, yeah. if you're looking at our list, I'd say if you picked any of them t right now, below twenty, avoid. Well, but in, I, oh yeah, like other way around. Oh, but like if you if you do anything above twenty, you're gonna be entertained, and then anything now, I guess. We're, Excalibur number three, and then Bright number 11. Yeah. I'd say anything above Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. No, Dead Man's Chest. Any of those, they're great. Yeah. These are these are really good. So I would uh, I'd definitely recommend not going below that. Yes. Because <laughs> well, uh, once you start getting into the Deathstalker area... <laughs> that's that's when the the structural integrity of this list starts to crumble. So. Yeah, very clearly. <laughs> All, right. All right, have a good one, y'all. Bye. Theme song Goblin Road Trip by Ryan Boyd. <laughs>